Welcome everyone to ABA Live Radio here with Jacqueline Jacks on Behind the Music. I have a great story for you guys from a songwriter that is a career songwriter. She's coming out of Seattle and her name is Abby Kay. I love her new single. We're going to play it for you at the end of the show. But first, we're going to talk about, gosh, so much about songwriting. You, by the end of this, will not only love her songwriting tactics, but you're also going to learn a little bit of something about what goes into writing these songs. Hi, Abby. How are you? I am great, Jacqueline. It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, it's awesome to have you. We love your song. And I can honestly say that when I say career songwriter, I really do think that you just have beautiful, a beautiful way of shaping your words with music. What are people saying to you when you release these songs? Uh, well, thank you, first of all. Um, you know, it's a journey, and um, I think I think almost <laughs> so silly to say this, but a, a good analogy for my experience and my time, you know, working on the craft that I love so much, is kind of like a fine wine. Um, it gets better, and people start to enjoy it. <laughs> the more they listen and the more they really open themselves up to what I'm what I'm doing. How did you develop your songwriting talents? Like when you first started, was it a struggle? Where did you start? You know, how did you know you wanted to to do it? Was it just one song you wrote? Did you get inspired by somebody who writes songs for a living or how did that come about? That's such a great question. Um because really it's really you know, the question you're asking is what, what sparked, yeah. what sparked it? And right. um, it's a really special moment in a person's, anyone's life when they, when that spark for something they're, they're very passionate and love to do actually starts to, to light fire a little bit. Um, and I am very lucky um, that that spark happened for me. It, it didn't happen right away. Um, I, I was definitely, um, well-versed in music and, and, and pretty much mostly during doing theater, uh, Mm -hmm. for most of my life for the good first half of my life so far. And when it came time to decide whether that should be my path, I, I really quickly strayed, um, and that part of my life is, is a little sad because I gave up on a dream and a passion of mine that I really loved, and I pretty much did a 180. Um, that's not to say that I didn't have a lot of silver linings with that with those choices because I, I did. I wanted other things. Um, I met my husband, and uh, I, I had a family, which was really important to me. Right. Yeah. But um, in the in a long period of time, I really, you know, it was kind of buried. Um, at least what I knew uh, was buried and in the past. And I am very, you know, be it luck, be it timing, um, be it the strength inside, you know, a person's soul when something is trying to come out um i you know i i was given a guitar and that guitar led me to learning how to play the guitar 
which is not easy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I actually started that last last Christmas. <laughs> oh, well, don't give up. First and guitar, right? I remember. That, yeah. That, that's wonderful. And um, but I I there's a funny commercial I just saw about eBay, or maybe it was on Saturday Night Live. I'm sorry, it was a Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> the guy's like, no one told me it would be this hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but um, it's hard. It's a very difficult instrument, and I still struggle with it, and I still practice as best as I can. I've also learned to accept my time and my abilities to be the kind of guitarist I will never be, and that's okay. I you know, you can only be so much in your lifetime when you have a lot of things going on. So I kept up with the guitar and it took, uh, I would say a good 10 years until I got past. And I'm going to give you a little tip here. Don't give up until you go through bar chords. (laughs) Once you get to bar chords and I promise you, you will get them. Um, it's kind of all downhill from there. At least it was for me. Right, because um, then you can it, write songs and play things, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You get, you're at a point where things start clicking, and it wasn't easy, but it was well worth it because once I got through bar, bar chords, um, what I really found originally for me was just you know playing other other songwriters' songs and inspirations of mine. Um, and I would, you know, go to an open mic, and that's a craft of its own, is learning how to perform in front of people mostly not paying attention. Sometimes they pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I totally feel that. <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> Le- learning how to memorize music, um, again, that was a, that's a struggle for me. People, people wonder, people ask me, how, how is it? You know, if you've written the song, why do you have such a hard time remembering it? And oh gosh, right? No kidding. I, it's just my brain. I don't. It's know not just you, you, though. Everybody goes through that. I mean, I forget where I forget lyrics that I've written. It's so easy to do. I was talking to an artist yesterday who's releasing a thirty track album and he's got fifty tracks to review for that thirty track album. And I said, "How on earth?" Are you going to go through 50 tracks? He, was, he said, I'm going to sit home and cook with my friends and we're going to do it together for days. <laughs> you know, it's so true. it's just impossible to remember everything. You know, you just, I think it's habit what happens. You get some that you just love and they just stick with you, you know? Yeah. And it's muscle memory. I, I, That's I true. The, yeah. I just tell this to people. Look, I know you think what I do is, you know, this, you know, born given talent but it's just not and you have to practice and you have to work on it and before I go on um, a tour you know I come in my studio and I pretend I'm you know run, I run the same album the same songs I rarely can go off book when I'm in a live situation which is not great but you know it, it's it's a practice and I have to be very, very focused on on drilling that ahead of time so that I can engage with, you, you know, back in the day, even here, you know, humans who are watching and listening to me because that 
that is where the magic really happens. Um, you know, me as a recording artist is wonderful and really a cool experience, but it's very different from live performance. So I kind of just, you know, rounding that question out for you. Um, that's how I started was by playing a lot of covers and learning to play my guitar and engage with an audience well before the songwriting. Those are really great examples. So start cover songs inspire you. They do really help you write because once you start messing around with a cover song, there's usually a set of chords in there or maybe even just a little something that you uh-huh. end up changing and then you write another song, you know? Correct. Then Correct. you got to trust in the process and see it through. Never give up. Don't give up on those dreams, right? And find yeah. the time, too, because if you're balancing songwriting for a family, a relationship, that's difficult because you, it's not just you anymore. You've got to consider all the people that you love in your life. I like those, though. I like that. That's good advice. Thank you. So when you're when you're songwriting and you get an idea for a song, I watch all the time uh, people as they're, you know, developing their music on YouTube. Because we, we follow so many artists, I get tons of videos in my inbox every day. <laughs> and and some of them <laughs> some of them I'll see them like start with the music first and some of them I literally will hear them read a poem to me or they'll just you know say some lines a cappella. and it's pretty interesting watching each person develop their songs uniquely and it is kind of a very personal thing right because you never know how your mind's gonna wrap around that inspiration that pushes you forward to create something that's magnificent but where do you start how is that process for you most of the time, um, I'm just thinking how I'm going to answer that um, <laughs> in the most, you know, the real way. Um, I think looking back on my my history, um, I'm really I'm really focused on the lyrics first, uh, which is definitely subject matter. So. I have a little notepad, well, back in the day, well, I still have it, you know, the old-fashioned pencil and little notepad, and <clears throat> I would I would take it out, and if something strikes me, if something hits me in a way that makes me feel, um, I write it down, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's the title or it's even a lyric within the song. It's really more of the, the seed. And typically, not all the time, but typically the seed takes a long time for it to develop and process and be ready um, to grow into, you know, me writing the song. I call it, a, I call it the, the percolation period. And um, some songs are still on that list. And it's not crazy that, you know, even five years later, they will be ready to be written. So that's, that's really, that's really, I think, you know, 90% of the time that that is how my songs begin. Occasionally, a song will come out quickly. I have written a few of those. And those happen when I'm usually something has evoked 
just so much emotion inside of me that it's almost like a volcano erupting. Um, and I, I say that happens rare because it's better that way that I don't erupt <laughs> very often. <laughs> um, but that's just me. That's I'm more of a processor, and you know, good things come to those that you know wait, and that's that's just the way a song is too, in my opinion. So, what do you do when? You know, as opposed to a time when you get inspired and and the song just pours out of you, which is always fun because Mm -hmm. then you have like a major thing to work with, right? And you feel really inspired and you're like in that moment, this is the best, (laughs) this is the best song I've ever written. Right. But then. I've heard that before. (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) Then after that, when you don't, when it doesn't come to you and you just have like a smaller idea. How do you turn that into a song? Like, what what kind of things do you do to to encourage yourself to keep going and make it all make sense? You know how when sometimes you're writing a song, right? You write a sentence, you write a couple of verses, and then you, like, get lost. You're like, oh, my gosh, it's just not coming to me. The rest of it just doesn't work. I can't figure out the story or what else I should say. Do you set it aside or do you keep going? Is there a process that you use to try and get that to happen? Usually, um, I, I would say most of the time I have learned that when something isn't coming easily to me or even working on it, you know, hard, um, is still a struggle. It's a sign that it's not the right time. Um, I don't love forcing, I don't love forcing a finished product. I do like setting goals, meaning here's the song that's nowhere close to being finished and you've had kind of a struggle with it and it's easy to kind of move on to a different song, but you know that song is good. It just, it just needs a little more time. So I will set goals and I, as a, for what I do in, in writing songs, I personally will take that song to a group of other songwriters. Um, Sometimes when I'm stuck on a song and I'm embarrassed and it's bad and, you know, me, me trying to chop through it, just me and my guitar unfinished. It's, it's pretty embarrassing, but (laughs) I I have, I have a group of people in the community that I trust and it's a safe space so sometimes I will bring those types of songs into that space to get a different perspective and some other creative opinions Um, and that will sometimes help push me through and inspire me to finish it I like that and that's so true I'm always talking to producers behind the scenes about music and about the different songs that we release and it's interesting to hear their take on it because I have I'm very emotional about music right like I I get a song and I'm like oh wow this is great I love the song you know I love the lyrics and I get really romantic about them and then I talk to music producers and they have completely different takes and different perspectives um, depending on what they do well I notice you know like some of them they produce music so well that they hear all of the little things that yeah. they would change or do differently, you know? It's incredible. Yeah, it's it's really wild to listen to the process and how different people can give you a 
a completely unique take on the perspective. And that does inspire you for sure. Oh, yeah. The concept, you know, the word collaboration, um, it is, it's one of the, one of the pieces of songwriting and producing and making, you know, creating a feeling for a listener. Um, It is so important. And not saying no. Um, I am a very open-minded songwriter because I focus on a melody and some lyrics. Um, I I do hear things, you know, I can come in and if I'm meeting with an engineer or a producer and this is the feel I want and I have song examples. Um, however, to, to hire a talent and not be open-minded on their perspective on how they hear it is such a disservice, would be a huge disservice to, to me as, as the songwriter, because, um, I've heard my songs and I've written my songs in one way and heard them produced in another. And I, I wouldn't have gotten there without, without them. So I believe being open-minded in a collaborate, you know, collaborative, collaboration process with professionals who are are good at what they do is something really important in this industry. Let's talk about textures and and music trends. Do you listen to like music trends in your daily, like just, I don't know, music life, your listening experience, and do you pay attention to them? Yes, I do. Um, I, I, I doesn't mean I listen to the same trends all day, every day, um, but I do try and listen to different, different broadcasts, different podcasts, different genres, uh, different radio stations. You know, I still really I love radio. I'm my my most enjoyable way to listen to music is really via the radio still, and um, so I get to hear. I hear a lot that I probably wouldn't hear otherwise if I had just if I just listened to my um, you know my preferred artist genre uh, via Pandora or Spotify or however you listen to music. <clears throat> so yes, I do listen to trends and I've learned a lot and I can appreciate so much so many things in music that I don't necessarily create in the same way. Um, so, yeah, I, I try to keep up with the trend. I don't try and follow it necessarily exactly, mm-hmm. but I do, I do listen, and I, I listen to what's being, what's, what's being played. Where do you think music is today? I mean, I listen to a tremendous amount of music every day, and there's so many different styles now because everybody can make music, right? And it's, right. it's accessible because of our phones and our the technology, the apps, everything that we have. So with that, you get not only the main genres, but you have subgenres and even micro niches on top of that, some that I've never heard of in my life. I mean, literally, they come out of nowhere, and then they get a Wikipedia and I'm looking it up and I'm like, wow, that just started like yesterday. <laughs> you know, okay, I get it, right? And maybe there's like three artists that are, are doing it. And this is actually what's happening through the Spotify system. So when you listen to music, what overall in the last, um, in the last year 
have you noticed is emerging? Is there anything that stands out to you from your listening experience? And I'm not saying that you, you know, you, you're calling it over all music, right? Just what mm-hmm. you have heard. Is there any texture or something that you noticed is emerging? You know, like a, is yeah. it a style coming back? Is it, um, you know, is there more grunge? Is there more electric guitars or more acoustic mm-hmm. stuff happening? What do you see? I see just from my end and maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, my region, I, I hear a lot of, um, I hear a lot of beats. Um, beats are not, not just in a traditional drum fashion, mm-hmm. but these beats that are being incorporated with melody. Um, I mean, it's not exactly electronica. I feel like electronica has been around. I've noticed that a lot longer. Um, but the but the essence of the of the heartbeat, you know, the beat and the the drive behind a song, has become, I think, really popular again. I don't think this is the first time we've we've experienced beats. I I just am, I'm seeing the drive of of the of the percussion to be really really strong in music these days. Yeah, I agree. I think so too. It might have something to do with Apple because when they released the iPad Pro and then they updated the uh, the music production system on the iMac, they now work really seamlessly together. And what I'm finding, because I, I actually have the whole system in the studio, and what I found when I kind of got through it when it first happened was it was like one of those situations where I felt that it was heavy on percussion. Like mm-hmm. when you kind of go through the samples and you look to shape it up, what happens is you end up hearing all of the percussion first. And it, it like the samples lead you to start with that kind of pacing. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it kind of makes sense. It's like it's constantly introducing you to it if you try to use that system. So when I go into like GarageBand in the iPad, right, they now have it working seamlessly through that and then, which is more powerful than it's ever been, I have to say, right? But then if you also update your Mac with um, the other program that they have, and I'm trying to think of the name of it now it's logic pro x oh logic yes yes, right so you can literally use logic pro x and the sampler as well as um the live loops but all of those live loops are heavy on a beat it's Mm -hmm. like all set to some kind of a driving beat that you establish the time frame of so i i feel like i'm hearing a lot of that in the music i'm especially hearing it on youtube channels for like like Peter McKinnon, you know, like he uses his own kind of music or he buys music and it's all that kind of driven, almost iPad production all the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, it makes sense to me because, you know, a beat makes your body feel and you can feel vibrations and vibrations create a drive, which sometimes, you know, creates movement. So if a person if a person is hearing something that drives their you know body to move mm-hmm. um, it, it's a little different than when you just hear an acoustic guitar in a voice 
um, you really have to drive that in some way yourself when you don't have that experience done for you. Um, and they're very different. I mean, they're, they're like a 180. So I would say, I would say there's pros and, you know, I'm, (laughs) I was always, always, you know, and, and when I started, I would literally say to my producer, you know, no drums. And he'd look at me like, <laughs> Isn't that where all songs start? <laughs> Did he look at me like what? <laughs> I, I I fought the percussion, and I in my heart I I still probably fight it a little bit, but now I understand its its relevance and importance, and it can percussion in in my ear can be bad, you know, not well, not very well done, and then very well, very well done. So. Um, it's a balance for me, the percussion and drums, but I do notice it. it it's, it's. That makes it, sense. It's interesting hearing you talk about it. I see why you notice it because it hasn't been something that you like to embrace before, but now it's kind of hitting you in the face. So you can't, yeah. yeah. I can't really avoid it. And you know, that's fine. That's, you know, music, music is definitely personal, but if, oh, yeah. if you want to, if you want to, if you want other people to listen to it, sometimes it's, it's a, you have to kind of, as you said, you know, listen to the trends and listen to what is attracting listeners. If you want your music to, to be heard, that's all. It doesn't mean you can't write the way you want. Um, it's just all education. So true. So very true. I mean, keep in mind, guys, that we have literally... 4.5 billion people online right now and they're expecting eight right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sure there's 40,000 new tracks launching every single day but we're talking about 4.5 billion people <laughs> so even though there's a lot of music being launched there's still a lot of places to get people to discover your music online I mean we're talking about a tremendous amount of content that people are consuming so there's always need for songs in every genre and every every style every emotional um it's like a gift right to someone who likes a certain thing and like you said here that you look to keep your your mind open to music that you connect with emotionally that's the whole ball game for every single listener out there they only want to listen to music that they connect with emotionally and if they turn yours off it's not because it's not good they just simply it's not their style. It's not appealing to them and the way their ears are, you know, are listening and taking in those sound waves. So, but it is all needed very much. It's all needed. I think that's so well said. Um, just so well said because I, I believe anybody who, um, you know, uh, the, my, I had a guitar teacher, um, back in that story I was telling you, um, who really helped me find the courage to write my first song mm-hmm. and was not easy and I was scared and I was, I was embarrassed because I looked up to him and, you know, so much and <laughs> even though he was my teacher, I still felt all that. Um, but, you know, he said to me the following and I'll, I'll never forget it. He said, when I finished the song, oh, by the way, I love this image. I, he, we were in a, you know, a five by five practice space where we had our lessons 
and I wouldn't play it. And he said, you know, because we were so close and it was <laughs> just, it was too much. Yeah. Um, so he said, I'm going to walk out the door and you're going to start playing it. And then I'm going to come in quietly and I'm not, your back is going to be to me. Aww. So I did that. And at when the song was over, he said to me, that was perfect. And yeah. I can tell you, Jacqueline, it was not perfect. <laughs> by, any, by any means, it was it was solid. It was finished. It conveyed the message that I was trying to convey in a very simplistic way. Um, however, he he it was perfect with a period, and there was no editing, and there was no critiquing it. And he said great, next week we'll start a new song. And I, I think that was an important thing for me to experience because he said to me, you know, you are, you are point oh 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 one percentage of the world that just did what you did. And he just, I don't know if that was the exact percentage, but he, <laughs> he put it in a perspective that that made me know that that was unique and special and that whatever it is I'm trying to do and say does have relevance somewhere in the world. So I, I think that just goes along with what you said. Um, all music types are definitely needed. That's lovely. What a great story. And we have to play your song now. So introduce okay. your song to us. Yeah, all good. Um, my latest song, and just just to follow in my my writing process, this was a song three years in the in the making, and it found its moment to come out and shine. Um, so I hope everybody enjoys it, and I hope it will motivate everybody, um, you know, to go out and vote. Ah, oh, that's great, Abby K. Guys, with all good on ABA Live Radio here with Jacqueline Jacks. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to share it with a friend. Build the tallest building Corporations have their way Turn playgrounds into strip malls See how much the people pay Develop high, taunt the skies Birds, they'll fly away Plagues will come and rivers dry Only thinking for today Someone's best day of all time Today was someone's nightmare come to life Today I cried to see if I still could But tears refused to stream the way I hoped they would I guess that means Life's all good It's looking for compassion As I drive to my new job The sky's his only shelter While I 
have a roof I bought Stolen luck and freedom Just by the color of his skin Complicit ways I turned my head space so entitled miss the call ignoring those a little off less pain to swallow behind our walls try to avoid the truth and problems the loathing lies that swirl watching hate and fear steal freedom from the world Life's all good. 